Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast, powered by Kasoon Carr. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Mark McRae. Mark practiced in the West End for 10 years as a successful corporate lawyer. In 2012, he joined Keystone Law, assuming their Director of Growth and Development role, taking responsibility for the firm's recruitment of lawyers. He also continues to provide legal services to Keystone clients with a particular focus on early stage and startup businesses. So a very big welcome, Mark. Good morning, Rob. Nice to be here. Indeed. I'm looking forward to our our chat today. Um, But before we go through your career and what you're up to at at the moment, we we do have a customary question on the the podcast, which you may or may not know is around suits. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being very real, how real would you rate the hit TV series Suits? (laughs) <laughs> well, um, Rob, I hope your question's going to be easier than this because uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually, I've never watched that series. So very difficult for me to say, but I, I guess on the assumption or on the basis rather that uh, it, it's a hit television series uh, and the premise is following a bunch of lawyers working at a conventional law firm, um, I'm going to say pretty unreal, but perhaps I should watch it first and then I can make a proper comparison. No, I think that's fair comment. We've had lots of people come on the show that, that haven't w- watched it either and, uh, yeah, have given it a pretty resounding zero. So I think you can give it a zero <laughs> as, as, as okay. well. But listen, we know obviously you're at Keystone at, at the moment and we'll definitely talk about that. But let, let's start yeah. at, at the beginning and tell us a bit about you, your family background, your, your upbringing. Pretty conventional, I suppose. I uh, went to Newcastle University. I didn't study law. I studied physiology of all things. I've, I come from a medical family and it seemed a natural uh, fit, but um, it wasn't really for me. Um, And not knowing quite what to do next, uh, I thought I ought to go and probably get a profession or become a professional. So um, I looked at the various options, plumped for law, did the usual uh, conversion course in LPC, uh, and then found myself a, a training contract in a small firm in the West End. So I'm um, not terribly strategic. I'm not one of these people that uh, uh, wanted to be a lawyer from the age of 10. Far from it. I sort of fell into it, really, thinking that one day, uh, after a good grounding in the law, I might go off and become a, a hugely successful entrepreneur. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. And I carried on practicing in the West End, actually very happily, for 10 years or so. Yeah, tell us uh, about your experiences there. Well, um, it was a small firm. There were about, uh, I think there were four partners. And uh, it had a very clear focus on commercial property. It was actually a very, very successful firm. And uh, I was involved in the corporate side of things. But increasingly, as I became a little bit more experienced, I focused on the sort of corporate structuring around property acquisitions. And um, it was very successful. I was very happy there. Uh, unfortunately, 2008, nine rolled along. And of course, commercial property wasn't necessarily the right area to be in. And, and things became a little bit more difficult for the firm. And uh, myself and one of the partners there uh, moved on um, and joined another firm briefly before coming across Keystone. Okay. And... We have a lot of junior listeners um, who are looking to aspire to get into the law and those going through their careers. You know, in terms of sort of 
you know, the type of work you're involved in at a, a West End firm, say, versus a Magic and Silver Circle firm. Could you maybe shed a bit of light on that for our listeners in terms of what some of the differences and, and perhaps similarities would be when, when people are considering firms to, to apply to? Sure. I mean, I, obviously, having not experienced the Magic Circle myself, it's hard to make comparisons and contrast. But I certainly felt when I was in a smaller firm, I felt much closer to the clients. Um, I felt much closer to the transactions and the deals. I felt I was given responsibility very early on in my career. And I always got a sense that that wasn't necessarily the case in the magic circle. You're a small cog in a very, very large machine. And I think that training and qualifying in a smaller firm gave me a, a slightly more entrepreneurial sense of, um, of being a lawyer and, and the importance really of developing client relationships and seeing law not just as a, a profession, but also as a business and the real importance of going out there and meeting people and developing networks and building a practice uh, on your own or of your own. Because I think, you know, as your career develops and you go through uh, the profession, what really makes you stand out amongst your peers is that book of business, that relationship which you have with clients, which makes you unique. You know, lots of people can practice law well, um, but what makes you unique and what makes you interesting to a prospective employer is your ability to engage with clients for those clients to see you as a trusted advisor to follow you wherever you may go because they rely on you and, uh, and want to work with you. That, that makes you a unique proposition to an employer. Uh, and I would always encourage any young lawyer starting out in, in the profession to really um, take that on board. Don't wait for work to just come and be given to you. Um, go out there, meet people. Even uh, at a very early age, you can still do that because the people you meet today in the years to come, we'll be in positions to give you instructions uh, and you'll build your practice on the back of that. And I think working in a small firm in the West End really gave me a clear sense of that. And I don't know how that compares to people who did their training contracts in Magic Circle, but I suspect that wasn't really the case. Uh, and certainly it's, it's held me in good stead later on in my career. Yeah, and there's some, some really good sort of nuggets of wisdom in there. So thanks for sharing that, Mark. But if, today we're, we're going to be talking about, you know, the law being set free and, and the rise of dispersed law firms. So speaking more generally before we sort of dive into the current, but those, for those less familiar uh, with dispersed law firms, what are they? Gosh, it's a, big, it's a big question, and I'll try to be brief. The way we uh, structure Keystone Law, our business model, is all about uh, engaging self-employed lawyers and having or being self-employed gives those lawyers great autonomy and, and great freedom to build and develop and uh, carry on practicing law as they wish. The premise is that uh, they have that autonomy and that Keystone Law, the, the organization, the firm provides the support, the infrastructure and resources for each of those individuals to be able to practice I guess we described it as dispersed law firm because the lawyers work remotely. Um, we have about 350 consultants now and they all work from their own offices. Uh, obviously, a lot of those offices are from home. Or a lot of those offices are close to home. Uh, we have our offices in Chancery Lane where our lawyers come in to meet their clients. But it's a dispersed uh, model. That's what we describe it because they are working remotely. And we have the uh, uh, the hashtag law set free because the, the model gives individuals 
great freedom and great autonomy to, to, to carry on practicing as they like um, without interference from management, which is a um, bone of contention for a lot of lawyers. Yeah, no, and well, well put, because as you say, it is a, it is a broad term, and we're, we're going to dive more into the Keystone shortly. But in terms, let's again start at the beginning. Why did you decide to join Keystone Law? Well, um, I sort of touched upon it a bit earlier, I guess. Um, I suppose I had a sort of entrepreneurial mindset right from the beginning. The idea of becoming a lawyer was really a means to an end back uh, at the uh, outset of my career, um, thinking I would go into, into business. Um, that didn't happen initially because I was very happy in the West End firm, which I practiced, uh, really enjoyed that. Um, when uh, we moved on, this uh, colleague and I from that firm, um, we had experienced uh, partnership. We had been equity partners of that um, practice. So we had that independence. We had that autonomy. And I mentioned that we briefly went to another firm in the West End where actually we were employees for, uh, I suppose, 18 months or so, maybe a bit less. And it didn't really feel terribly comfortable having enjoyed the, 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 uh, the business ownership as we had previously. And we were thinking about what our next step might be when my colleague stumbled across Keystone. And uh, he came to me and said, look, I found this proposition. Uh, what do you think? And it, it kind of ticks all our boxes because we had contemplated setting up on our own, the two of us. Um, but obviously, a lot of things put us off about doing that, not least the headache and hassle of incorporating and setting up one's own law firm. And Keystone really provided us with this platform, this wonderful platform, uh, whereby we didn't have to set up our own firm. We had all the uh, support we needed to operate effectively, yet we could, in essence, be our own partnership. And we found that proposition incredibly compelling because we had um, developed our own book of business. We had our own clients. We knew those clients would follow us wherever we went. Uh, and what we really needed was a platform from which to be able to operate effectively. I mean, I think the other thing is I, I was a corporate lawyer focused on corporate commercial to a lesser extent. Uh, my, my colleague was uh, corporate uh, commercial and employment. Obviously, neither of us did any property law. Uh, neither of us did any litigation and other areas where, you know, these days, if you want to offer a full service law firm to your clients, you need colleagues around you that have that expertise. So that was another great limiting uh, factor when we considered setting up on our own. And again, Keystone answered that particular problem because it had colleagues there that, that, that had that expertise. So when we found out about Keystone and what it offered, it was a no brainer as far as we were concerned. Yeah, and just in terms of, you've touched on it a little bit anyway, in terms of the structure, um, is, is that different in terms of sort of partners, associates and trainees compared to traditional law firms? And, you know, are, are you able to secure training contracts with, with the firm as, as well? Uh, yes, um, we, we do have an opportunity for lawyers to get training contracts with Keystone, uh, although they do need to do a period of um, being a paralegal beforehand. Uh, so there is a process. Um, Keystone is really um, targeted in terms of attracting lawyers, uh, targeted more at the senior end of, of the market. And that's because of the business model we operate. Our lawyers, as I said earlier, engage with us as self-employed lawyers, and we don't pay them, therefore, a salary. Rather, we share the, uh, the fees that they generate, and they generate those fees from the clients that they bring with them to the firm. 
Um, so it's self-regulating in a sense because it takes a period of time to build up that book of business such that the proposition uh, is attractive. So we don't tend to engage lawyers who are recently qualified as self-employed consultants because they don't really have the book of business to sustain themselves. There are one or two exceptions. You know, I've had conversations with lawyers who are five, six years PQE. But generally speaking, it's eight, nine years plus who, who want to join us as um, consultants and work in this way. That said, um, because of the numbers of senior consultants uh, now that we work with, uh, and because we're attracting lawyers with very large books of business, in some cases, multi-million pounds worth of, of business, there is an increasing need for more junior lawyers to support uh, those consultants. Uh, and as I said, we employ a number ourselves. Uh, they are paralegals that go on to become trainees, that go on to qualify. Uh, and they are employed by Keystone and they support uh, the consultants uh, as needed. Uh, and they obviously build up relationships with those consultants in the same way that junior lawyers and conventional firms build up relationships with, uh, with partners uh, and develop their careers accordingly. Um, but increasingly, our lawyers uh, are actually beginning to employ their own junior uh, lawyers to support their practices. So uh, having described the business model as one where our lawyers engage with us as self-employed consultants, uh, increasingly now what we're finding is rather than just a, a, an individual engaging with Keystone, we're beginning to engage teams of lawyers. Uh, and those teams obviously come in all different shapes and sizes, but it essentially comprises a, a principal, either one or more than one, uh, who own uh, the service company with which they contract with Keystone. Uh, and that uh, those principles between them employ junior lawyers. So there is an increasing trend towards employing junior lawyers uh, or our lawyers, our consultants employing junior lawyers. As I'm talking, I'm beginning to sound, it sounds, it sounds rather confusing. I'm not sure I'm necessarily terribly clear there, but it, it's an evolution of the business model such that there are increasingly opportunities for junior lawyers at Keystone. Yeah, and in terms of skill sets and traits, perhaps those more more junior lawyers would, um, you know, it's pretty clear if you're a partner and you're looking to take move your book of business to a more entrepreneurial platform, and you know you can get head more, more, you know, there's lots of upsides to that which you've touched on. But again, for for sort of junior lawyers, you know, maybe looking at skills, traits, you know, entrepreneurial flair, what, what are some of the things maybe they need to be working on that would make them the right sort of fit for a dispersed law firm? Would you say? Well, I suppose a junior lawyer looking for employment, um, it, it's much of the same sort of, uh, we're looking for much of the same skill sets as a conventional law firm would be, because in a sense, we're engaging them through employment in exactly the same way. Um, however, I suppose one might ask the question, what would a more junior lawyer uh, see in being employed by Keystone or by one of our consultants? Uh, why would they pursue that career path as opposed to uh, the more sort of conventional career path at a traditional law firm? And to that, I suppose I would say uh, that a, a lawyer that was more entrepreneurially minded might find the Keystone environment more exciting uh, because one is surrounded by entrepreneurially minded lawyers. Um, also, I think that there's a very close relationship between the consultant that employs that junior. Um, uh, than there is between a, a, a partner in a conventional firm who has an employee within their team. 
uh, the consultant at Keystone has a much more, um, well, has complete control over the career progression of that more junior lawyer. Whereas in a conventional firm, that junior lawyer, their career progression is determined by the management of that law firm rather than the individual partner for whom he or she works. Um, and I think there's that, that close relationship helps in terms of, I suppose, going back to what I was saying earlier, in, in a small firm in the West End, one is given far more, um, I suppose, responsibility, um, much more uh, engagement and uh, uh, opportunity to build relationships with clients much closer to the coalface. And at Keystone, um, lawyers who are working or employed by our consultants will have very much more of that sort of experience um, than they would working in a large traditional law firm. Because whilst Keystone is a big firm now, and we have, um, as I said earlier, 350-odd consultants, um, the consultants themselves and the teams operate very closely and autonomously. Uh, and so one, as a junior lawyer, would get very much more the same sort of experience that I was describing earlier that you'd have in a small West End firm where people are close, people are much closer to um, the transaction, getting much more responsibility and perhaps learning that much faster as a result um, than they might um, being a small cog in a very large law firm. And then in terms of more at the senior end, um, just to sort of offer a flavor on, on that, you know, what, what's been some of the feedback you've had from maybe partners who, who might be frustrated in their previous firms who have joined Keystone? And, you know, as you mentioned, probably more at the sort of, you know, seven, eight, nine PQE level joining, you know, what's been some of their feedback and, and what have been some of the success stories around that that they've found refreshing, shall we say? Well, I mean, the, the contrast is is stark uh, between um, the way lawyers experience their legal careers at Keystone and in a conventional firm. And really, whether people are 789 PQE or 20, 25, 30 PQE, and you know, consultants at Keystone range right across the board there, um, everybody really cites the two main push factors that, that, that cause them to come and talk to Keystone in the first place. And they are um, management responsibility, which increases as one gets more senior within a law firm. And for some people, it becomes a, a, a huge burden and a great frustration that they're taken further and further away from their clients uh, and from practicing law, which is what they love and why they came into the profession in the first place. Uh, and they're finding themselves more and more uh, having to deal with appraisals and uh, sit on partner in partner meetings and and who knows what else. So that's the that's the big one of the big push factors. And the other push factor that everybody cites is politics, uh, which is rife it seems uh, amongst all conventional law firms. And it's corrosive and it's uh, it's stressful. And Keystone removes politics uh, because effectively everyone's remunerated in the same way. Politics seems to really be born out of a sense of unfairness. And that unfairness is around remuneration. Uh, in conventional firms, there is one pot, and if someone has a, a larger slice of the pie, then somebody has a smaller slice, and that creates resentment and, uh, I suppose, feeds politics. Whereas in our model, everyone's remunerated in exactly the same way. It's fair, it's transparent, that removes politics. So the big push factors um, are, are politics and, and management. Uh, and both of those things are absent at Keystone. Uh, and therefore, lawyers have a lot more time in their day because they don't spend time on appraisals and so on. 
and they take all the stress of those politics out of their working life, and therefore they are very much happier. Um, the, the 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 draw factors to Keystone, uh, I suppose, are the uh, other side of the coin to those equations, but also. Um, as I've touched on before, the autonomy, the freedom that lawyers uh, within Keystone have because they are self-employed. They get to choose when they work, where they work, um, how much work they do, who they work for. It's their business. And that freedom and autonomy and control that individual lawyers have when they join Keystone gives them a, a wonderful sense of well-being. And you know, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all, uh, this business model. Um, it allows people to get different things from their, from their practice. And for some people, it's building a team, as I was talking about earlier, employing juniors and, and making uh, significant amounts of money, but absolutely on their own terms. And for other people, it's about wanting a better work-life balance, um, carry on practicing law, but being able to do things outside of the law, whether they be professional or, or personal. Um, but whatever it is, lawyers are getting from their legal careers what they're looking for when they join Keystone, uh, and that makes them happy. And I think, you know, above all, Keystone's a very happy law firm, full of happy lawyers getting from their careers what they're after. And I think, you know, that is the great difference between um, the Keystone way of working and the conventional law firm way of working. I dare say there are happy lawyers in conventional firms too, but. Uh, there are nothing but happy lawyers at Keystone, which is obviously makes it a joy to 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 work here, and uh, I guess gives me great satisfaction in terms of what I do, which is trying to persuade lawyers to move across from that conventional environment into Keystone. Because as we catch up within six months into their Keystone story, um, the feedback is always the same. It's always I'm I'm so much happier. Um, I wish I'd done this sooner, and and you know that's very rewarding. Okay, and, and thanks for sharing that. And I think definitely culture, well-being, and being happy is going to be a very, very important play. Um, you know, particularly even more so as a result of, of COVID nineteen. So you know, we can't avoid a question related to the current pandemic. So how has you know COVID nineteen affected your law firm, if at all? Well, it, it really hasn't affected us um, really. The uh, the, as I said earlier, the lawyers work remotely. That's part of that's why we call it a dispersed law firm. So for them, absolutely nothing has changed. Um, of course, we have a back office team uh, that are based in our offices in Chancery Lane, which number about forty-five or so. Um, they used to work uh, in our offices there, but now are themselves working remotely. But that doesn't seem to have made any difference at all in terms of how the lawyers are supported because all the systems and all the infrastructure have been completely designed to be able to support lawyers remotely. Um, and so really, it's been um, absolutely business as usual. And what's been very interesting, of course, is that you know, every other lawyer in the legal world is, is now beginning to get a bit of a taste of what life is like as a keystone lawyer. And lots of them, I dare say, are rather enjoying it. Um, they're finding themselves to be more efficient uh, and they're enjoying the fact that they can work effectively um, from home. So um, it hasn't really affected us. I mean, I, I say us as a business, um, uh, the way we support lawyers and, and so on. I dare say our lawyers are, are facing the same challenges as every lawyer is in terms of their clients uh, are having difficulties and therefore there is less legal work or there will be certainly less legal work than there was um, because of the economic 
um, fallout from all of this. But then that said, you know, the Keystone lawyers are very well placed to um, win whatever work is still out there because we as an organization don't dictate to our lawyers how they should work uh, and how they should uh, engage with their clients. So the lawyers therefore have a great flexibility, agility to be able to um, offer great value to their clients, whereas conventional firms, I think, will struggle because they still have those large overheads um, to, to pay for. So therefore, they can't necessarily offer the same sort of value as Keystone lawyers can. So as a business, I'd say nothing's really changed at all. Uh, for our lawyers, you know, they face the same challenges as all lawyers will face going forward, but I think we're in a good position to, uh, to adapt and evolve and to meet that challenge. Yeah, and just to sort of wrap up on that, then you sort of touched on it there about the future. You know, what, what do you think the future holds for, you know, dispersed law firms generally? Well, I, I think I read somewhere that uh, COVID-19 is the sort of thing that accelerates trends. I, I think that before COVID-19 came uh, about, um, there was already very much a trend towards dispersed law firm model. Um, you know, more and more people who heard about Keystone and the way we work looked at it and thought, well, actually, that could work well for me. And so more and more people, the more they understood, the better they understood how the model works, not just in terms of providing the infrastructure of law firm, but how lawyers within Keystone work with one another and build teams within the firm and, and work collaboratively and collectively. Once people understood that, then obviously uh, we, we have been growing very, very fast as a result of um, the better understanding. And I think that COVID-19 will accelerate that trend because, as I said, everybody is getting a taste of what it's like to work remotely. And a lot of people are realizing that it can be done very effectively. Uh, and of course, the businesses that are already ahead of the curve, in a sense, in being able to support their lawyers working remotely with great technology, as we have. Um, are ahead of the game in that sense. So I think the future post-COVID for, 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 for Keystone and dispersed law firms generally is very exciting because of the fact that the model and the way we work will be better understood and people have had some experience of working in this way and realize it's a really, really good, good way to work. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a great way to sort of you know, draw draw a bit of the conclusion to our conversations. But if people, you know, have liked what they've heard, Mark, and, and want to follow or get in touch or know more about sort of Keystone, what's the best way and platform for people to do that? Yeah, well, we have a, we have a great recruitment site called um, lawsetfree.com. Uh, and I would encourage people to go onto that site. Um, we explain how the model works. There are lots of good videos of lawyers who have made the move and, uh, and explaining their experiences uh, and we have something on there called the Lifestyle Calculator, which lots of people find very compelling. And it's a, a very slightly crude, but quite a, a amusing way of comparing, contrasting one's life as a lawyer in a conventional firm by plugging in the number of hours one spends commuting and uh, recording, uh, working, and uh, and so on, and then contrasts what what life would be like at Keystone in terms of the number of hours one needs to work to earn the same amount of money, or how much money one could be working if one worked the same number of hours, and uh, that tends to sort of uh, uh, light people's eyes up a bit. Um, so yes, I encourage people to go onto our website, uh, lawsetfree.com. 
great stuff. Well, thanks a million for, for coming on, Mark. It's been a real pleasure having you on today. I hope all our listeners found that really interesting and insightful and informative um, as much as I did. So so thanks once again, and no doubt we'll, uh, we'll see you feature again soon. Thanks, Rob.